says we're recording. So wait, it's on? Oh, <laughs> remember, oh, yeah. people, remember that people can see you, right? <laughs> yeah, well, so we're, we're all like good. Up close and personal with Dan from TV. <laughs> 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 um, so apparently we're recording um, after uh, seven months. Uh, I want to say yes. Yeah, uh, I but what feel is like maybe we did a march one we might have done a march one i can't remember <laughs> who even knows um what so we're time? recording after an indeterminate amount of time <laughs> indeterminate moments um handful of hours minutes and months yeah it translates totally yeah. right. um but dan and i decided that it had been so long since we did tvv and so long since we had a cup of tea together albeit from the comfort of our home offices um that we would try and do like a zoom slash anchor slash whatever your podcast provider is um, <laughs> episode of tvv where the zoom like visual recording is going to go onto YouTube for anyone who wants to see our faces. Um, I think they've already seen enough of my face I mean, just like from that. Seen, you've already got a lot of Dan's face. Um, I had to check so, the camera was on, I don't know. <laughs> Dan's like, is this? Is this <laughs> <It's> working. <laughs> um, so it's going to go on YouTube for anyone who wants to actually see us, but it will also be on our usual uh, podcast channel for anyone who just wants to tune in while they're on the go. Um, we're going to talk lockdown reads um, and this is kind of like a trial and error session um, and then if we pull it off maybe next time we'll have a guest. Like Who knows? Just going to see how it goes. I mean the whole world's just gone topsy-turvy so literally anything could happen. Uh, I mean I've already had technology issues this morning because my laptop decided at the most crucial time that it was going to do Windows updates um like, but, when else would it do it yeah of course not when we're doing tbb that would be unheard of good thing that this is going on youtube is that people can actually see my expressions like that i is... know it's like a real it's a real bonus actually isn't it and like when we do like air quotes around things like people oh can my god the air quotes <laughs> and talking hang on just one sec because the joy of it going on youtube is you can meet the IT support crew <laughs> that um, managed to sort why it took so long to get us online this morning. <laughs> exactly. So for anyone who's going to be tuning in on Spotify, obviously you won't have the luxury of meeting the IT support crew. Um, but we have my cuddly dog, Bobby, who is the most adorable doggo ever. And because it was my birthday two weeks ago, uh, or last week, I can't remember what is time. Um, I literally, no idea. Like, I know when your birthday was, but I don't know when that was in relation to now. It was at some point in the last couple of weeks because it was 30th of August. So, like last week, last week, okay. Um, so for my birthday, uh, I got Suki, who is this very cuddly and very soft leopard. So, meet our IT support crew. Um, not a literal leopard for anyone listening on Spotify. <laughs> no, not a, not a literal. Not a literal cuddly leopard that's been like house trained and taken out of its natural environment. Again, topsy turvy. <laughs> um, and also, I, I also nearly forgot to mention 
anyone who is watching us on YouTube will see that Charlie no longer has her flowing yeah, Charlie lovely hair. hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I joined I joined that club. I'm gonna tell people about that. Um so I didn't I really wanted to shave my head but I didn't have um, the brass balls that some of my other friends have. So I decided that the only way I was going to shave my head was if I did it for a really good cause. Um, so I had 11 inch pigtails chopped off and sent to the little princess trust, um, which was a really difficult moment for me and my mum. Uh, so I had those chopped off and sent to the little princess trust. And then I raised money for Worcestershire Acute Hospitals for people sponsoring me to have my head shaved so and you got over you did it you got more than a thousand pounds didn't you oh my god yeah we like tw it was something like 1202 pounds there is a straight wow. <laughs> there is a straight two pound that came in at the last minute but yeah like 1200 pounds i had literally no idea that my hair was worth that much well now it is i would have uh, made better life decisions if i'd have known that my hair was <laughs> worth that much <laughs> I think what should be next is that I shave my beard and donate it. Actually, no. Um, I think you're going to have to like grow it big yeah. time. Before. I think it, it it would have to be like a Santa beard, like it would or a Dumbledore beard. It would have to go down to like my waist for that. Can to they can they do anything with beard hair? Probably. I mean, Wayne Rooney took hair from his backside and put it on his head, so anything's possible. He did not. That is not where. Is that actually where it came from? Yeah. Fact check, please. Uh, <laughs> Dan's like, I don't know, now I've said it, I don't know. Now I've said it, I, actually, I genuinely am doubting myself, but I I am fairly confident that that is what happened, or it's somewhere fun. in that region. It's like it's somewhere in that region, oh my god, somewhere in that region would be worse. Actually, yeah, fair point. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, I, I have no knowledge of... <laughs> Football trivia? I do, is that what that counts as? I don't, sports trivia? It would trivia? be, yeah. I, I yeah. would say so. I'm not, I'm not so good with the football. So um, really, you could tell me pretty much anything about a player that doesn't even exist, in fact. And I'd be like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. I play for Worcester City. No, I don't. <laughs> Come on. But like, is there a Worcester City football? I'm actually here. I'm not, I'm not pulling your leg. I was here. like, I don't know which part of that I'm meant to be reacting to. I'm pretty sure Dan doesn't play football. I already know that. But do we have a football? <laughs> I'm also uh, just checking uh, that I've plugged in my laptop and I actually don't think I have. Um, so this... Did it cut out on it? Yes, it is because I've put the wrong laptop in. <laughs> How many laptops do you have? I've got because obviously I'm in my work uh, home office thing. I have my work laptop literally next to me that is unplugged, or so I thought. Um, and I plugged in the wrong laptop, the wrong charger. Do you want to? Do you want to? Be right back. Yeah. Be right back, folks. Like I said, it wouldn't be Team TBB without any technical issues. No, I feel like this is going well. And um, we are you back. You could do that. You could do that thing, you know, where people like press a button and pretend to be going down in a lift. Oh yeah, the yeah. <laughs> going downstairs. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Or um, the, the like, I'm in a boat. You can like move your wheelie chair across the. <laughs> or even better. Oh my god, that is even better. I'm just going to sit like this now for the whole... <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember Art Attack? 
Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. The head on After Dark. That's what you're like now. Oh my gosh. I have achieved fame. (laughs) I can't remember what he was called. I can't. Viewers and listeners, we need info on that. We need to know who was the host of Art Attack and did Wayne Rooney's hair actually come from his backside? Um, there we go. Hashtag fake news. Um, <laughs> we've been doing this for 10 minutes already and literally haven't talked about a book. What's a book? Is that what we're meant to be doing? Don't do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Talking about, of books. What about books? Talking of books. Yeah. We'll get on to our reads, but I hear there might be a new book coming out from a certain, oh, oh what's her name, Charlie Barnes? Okay, so right. two things have happened in the last couple of weeks, folks. Um, amongst everything so else. I've, I've, yeah, amongst, <laughs> amongst the global pandemic. Just the two things, nothing major. <laughs> um, so I've signed my contract for the third D.I. Melanie Watton book. Ooh. Uh, which will come out early-ish next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that follows on from play. And, spoiler, it is the last The I'm Melanie Watson book. Honest to God, cried my eyes out right in the last chapter. Um, no so, yeah, so that will come out early next year. But literally yesterday, I finished a draft of a new novel, which is odd. Terrifying. Yeah, yeah, terrifying is probably where I should have landed. Um, but yeah, it is the fastest that I've ever written a book, so it's hella rough. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the title, by the way, hella rough. Yeah, hella rough. <laughs> um, yeah, the actual working title is Watch and See, but that might be changed further down the line. We'll have to, we'll have to watch and see. Hey, um, Blade. Hey, Blade. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I finished a new book as recently as yesterday and it is glorious and terrifying and oh, they're writing yeah you literally uh, raced through that i was surprised that smoke wasn't coming off the keyboard like that is insane honestly and not off the keyboard but i'm pretty sure it was coming out of my ears at one point that so would not surprise me. I've warned you about da- the dangers of drinking tea too much and too quickly, haven't I? It's true. So many people have been like, how have you done it that quickly? I'm like, I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> not even, just literally, I mean, true TBB fashion. Oh, yeah. Oh, does yours say I heart Worcester? Oh, cutting for people who can't see. People who can't see. No, when do you get that covered? You traitor. Um, Sorry. People who can't see what just happened. Dan just moved his strategically placed finger to the I heart cut actually said I heart Lester. And in all seriousness, okay, people who know me well, I obviously know I herald from Leicester. Um, you know, it's where I grew up, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But in seriousness, they were hit really bad by COVID. Oh my uh, God. So yes, um, I think this this actually has quite a bit more um, weight to it uh, because I topped it with coffee before we came on out. No, um, serious now. Coffee. Yeah, I'm still half asleep, Charlie. You should know this by now. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie's face then was just a picture. Like, oh gosh, he's still oh, doing it. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I know Lester got. Um, hit really bad by by COVID, so um, it was quite hard to hear about it and follow it and know that you know my friends are in that 
yeah. sort of bubble. In fact, literally the um, exclusion zone or the, you know, the zone that the lockdown was enforced in, it was, it stopped literally at the uh, first village before my parents' village. So my parents' village was safe, you know, it was outside the exclusion yeah. zone. The village down the road, literally half a mile was in it. Um, so it's, so that was a bit like, oh my gosh, you literally can't, can't go down the road otherwise you're in the lockdown zone um and things like that and another town um which is actually where my novel heartbound is is set um a town called syston um a similar sort of thing i think that one part of syston was kind of on right on the border but the next town over which is called thermiston was in it it's literally you cross a roundabout and you're in thermiston it is literally that much of a cutoff so so it was quite hard to hear how blessed was um how it was doing and you you know all the lockdown but you know so it is a resilient city like the people are just so lovely and there's always a sense of community it's like the most diverse city you could imagine like people from all different countries and backgrounds all sort of coming together and it it really sort of embodied the spirit of of leicester i think so so there's some good that's come out of it you know i think it hopefully has brought the city closer to get even closer together um so i'm glad they're sort of bouncing back and also that we in worcester haven't touched wood um haven't had a local lockdown yet and also like my cousin lives in manchester or manchester way so same sort of thing it's like i don't think there's anyone who hasn't been affected by it in some way shape or form um whether that's in a local lockdown or a family member showing symptoms or, or anything like that so it's been it has been an absolute nightmare but i think it show it has also shown the need for community which is just as nice yeah completely and now your i heart leicester mug seems like really profound and like very appropriate whereas my mug says off-duty mermaid <laughs> that's still profound <laughs> <laughs> like i too am showing solidarity with the people of the sea who have been affected by covid exactly <laughs> it has been go. tough on them <laughs> we turn, it has been tough on them we turn that right around there we go well played um, yeah well right? played. yeah felt like a smooth transition um I, no like on a very serious note like covid has been indescribably terrible um, and still is actually I think there's a bit of a misnomer that we're not in the midst of a pandemic anymore um, which would be super nice to believe but isn't we are isn't true like like we are still in the middle of a pandemic like it is it is ongoing um, so if you know I don't know if anyone is battling against that right now like thoughts are with you and be safe um, and the least we can do is give out some reading recommendations. So there's that. Um, well played. <laughs> yeah, right. We turned um, that right also, around. Just, just to tick the lockdown and reading box. Oh, um, right. And then we can like smoothly transition into the <laughs> into the recommended reads part of this. Um, Dan and I wanted to give um, a bit of a shout out to three local authors that we know of who mm-hmm. have released books during lockdown and um I hasten to add Dan and I collectively probably know tens maybe even pushing more than tens of authors who have pushed who have tried to push books during lockdown and have put out books 
mm. during lockdown. Um, so if we're not mentioning you, please don't hate us. Is basically is basically what I, what I was about to say. But in terms of like Wor oh, Worcestershire, oh, air quotes, air Worcestershire quotes. authors. <laughs> um, in terms of Worcestershire authors, um, so Ros Levins um, is an amazing uh, author based in Evesham, I think. Maybe should have fact checked that, but I'm pretty sure she's in Evesham. Viewers, let us know. Um, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, um, she uh, dropped her novel Pack of Lies, which came out with Black Pear Press. Um, it is hugely entertaining. Um, <laughs> I read it really soon after it came out. I was very, very lucky to get a copy. Um, yeah, and it's just it's just really good fun. Um, and it's very easy reading, which is absolutely what everyone needs right now. Amen to that second book that I would like to or that we would like to give a little mention to is um The Alchemy of 42 by Polly Stratton um also came out with Black Pear Press um so it is a collection of poetry um edited by me um that was put together based on Polly's responses to prompts that are given out at 42 Worcester which is as best as we can tell like maybe the country's only horror science fiction fantasy gothic spoken word night i think so um <laughs> i've certainly not <laughs> did, I, like, did i get all the genres is there anything <laughs> i missed um but yeah so 42 worcester is long-standing in the in the worcestershire writing community um and polly is a, a beacon of everything for the worcestershire writing community generally but 42 is like her her spoken word baby um so the alchemy of 42 is the product of that and the last one that i would like to mention um which i've also read it's also amazing um is uh, viola by ruth stacy and i should have fact checked this but i'm pretty sure it's out with knives forks and spoons press Okay, could you like put any more awesome names into that one sentence? Right. <laughs> it is the best name for a press. Um, but if you get in touch with Ruth on the social medias, um, she will be able to arrange for copies anyway, as will Roz and Polly respectively, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but Viola um, borrows heavily from Shakespeare's Viola um, and really like manipulates the character into a new construct entirely in very interesting ways it's also really beautifully illustrated not Ooh, by Ruth nice. but by another artist whose name I can't remember and I'm so sorry um, <laughs> there's too many names in my head at once uh, but it is also beautifully illustrated and that came out like really recently like mm. I was about to be like maybe around like the 15th of September and then I was like no nope. <laughs> um <laughs> not that recent uh, yeah remember what um, is yeah, no, not there yet. I've, yeah, I got there. Um, but that came out super recently. It's a really, really beautiful book. Also, I'm really sorry if you're listening to this rather than looking, rather than looking at us, uh, because you're not going to get this. But it's like this big, oh, so giddy. like teeny tiny pocket-sized poetry, and I'm like, who doesn't love that? Oh my gosh, that is so cute. It's like, how do you make poetry better? You illustrate it and you make it so it can fit in your pocket. Perfect. That is perfection in poetry right there. Okay. So they are our they are our lockdown shout outs from local authors. Yeah. Our shout outs and plugs. Boom. If you are a local author and you've had the arduous task. Oh my god, Claire Claire Walker and I also published a pamphlet during lockdown. Oh yeah, that, that <laughs> little thing that happened. <laughs> that happened. 
I'm like really like quite a while ago now but actually not like just over a month um Claire Walker and I collaborated on a pamphlet called Hierarchy of Needs um and it is our first like it is our first brainchild together um so it's very special to Claire and I that also came out during lockdown um if you are a lot a local author who has put out a book during lockdown and you would like us to do any sort of coverage for it you can listen through to the end and you will hear dan read all of our social media handles out for how you can get in touch with us starting to regret volunteering for that Isn't job now that right dan Yes, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there are there are local author plugs. Dan, what did you read during lockdown? Not a lot. Uh, no, I'm joking. Um, I've I've tried to get back into it, but like I think um, at some other point during lockdown, um, we put like the short snippets up on our Facebook page. Yeah. Um, and um, I think I was trying to find like quite spiritual books and things like that and that is carrying on i've found some nice non-fiction ones on um like paganism witchcraft and that kind of thing um so i'm, I'm trying to like learn more about <clears throat> about that and about the belief system because i tap into it myself um as you know people who know personally will know um so i'm still learning about that but one thing i'm uh, that's a bit uh, newer and that i'm trying to uh, enjoy more of is and learn more about is the salem witch trials um, and that then led me to pick up for my birthday, <laughs> Salem's Lot by Stephen King. Um, it is a book that I've always wanted to read, uh, but never got around to it for whatever reason. Um, most of that is probably procrastination. Um, but um, I've started reading, I'm about 30-ish pages in. Um, but honestly already um i took it uh, with me um when i i'm able to work in the office mm -hmm. physically uh, for a couple of days each week doing this like blended working thing um so i took it with me to the office one day and i was freakishly early like we're talking about like, 45 minutes early cow, that is early <laughs> completely unintentional i completely mistimed my morning routine um so i thought I'm not going to go in the office because all I'll do is stare at my emails and things like that. So what I did is I read instead. Um, and already in like 30-ish, 40 pages, it's I'm already loving it be because I think it's the way Stephen King writes. It's like you can put yourself in that setting. It's like it, I just felt like I was being drawn in to this town and building up a picture of the characters that I'm already um meeting along the way and even though i i'm really excited for this book i didn't want to preempt it in case i felt in case it let me down or whatever or it, or i didn't enjoy as much as i thought i would and all that kind of stuff uh, but honestly it's living up to my hopes and expectations so far um definitely one i'm enjoying reading like i'll hold it up again uh, but on this particular edition it says do you believe in vampires um the honest answer to that is yes um, but you know that is another reason why it's kind of hooked my attention i've seen pieces of the films not like all the way through um but that is another uh, reason it kind of sparked my interest and also because it is stephen king who 
in my eyes, is like a writing genius. Um, I've got his on-writing book oh, as well. God, do you not even get me started? <laughs> oh, yeah, we've spoken about this already, like, loads of times. And I love when he says something like, um, your writing toolbox. It's like yeah. having a toolbox. Like, you've got your basic stuff that every writer needs and has in the top, and then you go down into tools that you need specifically for your craft. And I, that is something that has never left me. And I've got like, you know, those sticky notes that stick up out of the, out of the book. It is just full of, of those little things. And looking around to see if I can actually find where it is, but I don't think it's in here. Um, so. Yeah, honestly, I recommend on writing to mm. like every new writer that I, that I come into contact with. And like, so I start back at Newman University at the end of this month. Crikey. I know. Um, <laughs> digital lectures, so I actually don't have to leave my home, which is really <laughs> nice um, because I'm having some issues with the world right now. Um, so it's nice <laughs> to be able to stay away from it. Um, so those um, those lectures kick in at the end of this month, and I have some first years who are coming in for a module called like the life of the writer or something like that, and I'm like, oh, I cannot wait to talk to him about. I'm writing my already so ready to be like mandatory reading. Go out, buy this book, worship the ground that he walks on. Boom, mm -hmm. you're set. <laughs> That's it. That's all you need to do. There you go, job done. Well, hey, um, but yeah, I I just love Stephen King's writing and. The, the advice that he puts out in on writing is just absolutely phenomenal so that's that is partly why salem's lot gets like my vote for lockdown read so i will be racing through the 700 plus pages how many i was actually just about to ask how long it is it is well this edition is 750 and i'm like there so <laughs> I mean people on like Anchor and Spotify can't see my face but I genuinely look like winced when Dan <laughs> said it. <laughs> it is it is gonna be fun but honestly I if I get into a book I fly through it. It was like um the one I read before lockdown my hero Oliphant that you recommended. Mm -hmm. Um so that one I raced through because I just got so hooked into it and I feel like Salem's lot's going to be a similar sort of thing. Okay. Um, and sticking with vampirism, um, I'm also reading a book called Vlad um, by C.C. Humphreys, and I'm even further back in this one than I am on Salem's Lot. Um, um, hold the phone, reader. Are you reading two books at once? Maybe. Like, no judgment. But like, <laughs> like, I admire people who can like double park like that because I can't. <laughs> I can't um, do it. Yeah. I'm trying to like okay. I I quite often can um but it's like a discipline to try and like balance the two and not get lost in one for the other yeah. sort of thing um but I am literally further back in fact I was read I started reading Vlad while I was waiting for Salem's Lot to be delivered um okay. god that sounded sinister didn't it um, um what a sentence <laughs> just deliver Salem's Lot and put it around the back um but this one uh, I bought quite a while ago from a beautiful charity shop in the centre of Worcester uh, for the St Richard's Hospice. Um, so it literally, I've still got the price on it, it literally cost me two quid. Like, a book about Dracula for two quid. 
I'm, I'm sold. Um, I know that this is a real dumb question and it's going to come back to bite me in the behind either, <laughs> either in your response or when people hear me ask it, but like actually Dracula or like, or like fictional Dracula? So the strapline is the epic novel of the real Dracula. So it kind of blends, okay. it kind of blends what the typical Dracula, your Bram Stoker novel picturization of Dracula is, but it also supplements it with uh, history. Because um, okay. uh, obviously the Dracula we think of is mythical, but there is a character in history called Vlad the Impaler um, who, um, my history isn't great, but um, you know he was ruling the Transylvania region um, during that time, and you know he literally impaled the heads of his enemies on stakes, which is where that stake in the heart of vampire mythology came from. But the whole background history to Dracula, the myth and the legend, is always is something that I've always found fascinating. Uh, in fact, I, I spoke about it, didn't I, a few months before lockdown, I think on. Uh, when we had a physical <laughs> um a physical podcast episode where we were all sat together um back in the day back in the day i remember that um, so but that i've like i say i've had this book Vlad by cc humphreys on my bookshelf for quite a while um and it's only now that i sort of thought you know what i'm just gonna pick it up and and go for it i'm only like 15 ish pages in but again it's like i i'm one of these people where if a book doesn't hook me within the first 50 ish pages i'm gonna struggle i'll still yeah. like plod on to try and get to like triple figures um like page 100 but i'll find it if i find it hard going then i'm less likely to reach that level i find yeah. slow burn is quite hard um but these two are, they're a good pace like you you get drawn in, you know something's going to happen, but you just don't know when. Uh, but they, the two authors are like, they do a really good job of keeping you in that setting and keeping you wanting to read more of it. And talking of beautiful illustrations, there is a gorgeous, I love it when books do this. They put a map in the middle uh, oh, at the start. Nice. I love it when books do that. Um, so that for readers who can't see, or readers, listeners who can't see uh, what I just held up. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, Vlad by C.C. Humphreys has a map of old Transylvania and Wallachia. Um, so you can see where um, like the land that Dracula resided in during that time. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that, uh, getting into those two books. So those are my lockdown reads. Beautiful. Take a swig of coffee. That's fair. Feels, de feels deserved. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I did really well for reading in lockdown until I started writing. Um, that whole writing thing gets in the way, doesn't it? <laughs> not like I, I can't, I can't do both at once. Yeah. Essentially. Um, so if I'm like working on a novel, I can read poetry maybe non-fiction depending on depending on the type of non-fiction it is mm. um so before i finished writing one book and started writing another book um i was reading loads so i have tons of recommended reads that i've tried to like <laughs> scale down into like an eclectic mixture how's that gone for you pretty well we've got sort of like a verse novel and a psychological thriller and an LGBT comedy. Yeah, so that's eclectic. 
Right. Um, so I'm going to start with a verse novel. Um, so really, really early on, I read um, Lanny by Max Porter. Um, so Max Porter wrote Grief is the Thing with Feathers. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. you have, have you read that? I've not, actually. Um, oh, I think goodness. I have remember you talking about it, though. Yeah, it's beautiful, and I don't understand how he did it. <laughs> um, and I was super excited for Lanny, which I think actually came out at the start of the year. Um, but because I hate hardbacks with a violent passion, I waited for the paperback to come out, which I think came out in like April. Okay. Um, and it's it's super hard to explain what Lanny is without giving it away. But it's like a it's a blend of like social commentary, family dynamics, folklore, and small community mentality. Okay, those things go well. Yeah, um, delivered in like a, yeah, very much like a first novel sort of way. I find it really difficult to characterise what Max Porter's writing is. um, Because it's not poetry, but it's also not prose. Um, Like in Grief is the Thing with Feathers, for example, it was kind of laid out on the page, like almost like a script. So you had like the speaker's name above whatever you know, came after them. Um, and I, I think from memory, Lanny is kind of similar to that. Um, so it really is difficult to say what sort of book it is, um, but it's hugely entertaining and really poignant and very tender. And grief is the thing with feathers just made me want to sob my little eyes out. And I didn't feel, I didn't feel that as much with Lanny. So it's a, it's a slight compliment, right? Um, it's also a super quick read so I read it in like two sittings over two days um, because of how the dialogue slash narration is formatted Um, it's not like continuous prose on the page Um, so even though it's I mean it would be a shortish novel even if it were continuous prose but because you have blank space on some of the pages it means that it's quite quick to get through Um, And it's just really beautiful and I sincerely enjoyed it. Um, And it's also something quite different from like mainstream fiction. Um, Mm. Open quote. Air quotes. (laughs) (laughs) You're loving these air quotes. They really are. It's really (laughs) nice to be able to like roll those out and not have to, not have to signpost it. Um, So yeah, Lanny by Max Porter is beautiful and I sincerely enjoyed that early on in lockdown. Um, The psychological thriller sort of thing that I really enjoyed. It's really hard to characterise this book as well, but it is definitely a novel. Um, it's called The Recovery. That's a start. Right. <laughs> we know how long it is. That's a start. I know what type of book it is. Um, so it's called The Recovery of Rose Gold by Stephanie Robel. I don't know whether I'm pronouncing that correctly. So it's W R O B E L. I want to say Rubel. Possibly. Maybe. Um, I'm also pretty certain. But the recovery of Rose Gold is actually the UK title. Uh, okay, so it's um, been translated. Not even it in the States it has a different title. Oh, okay. That's weird. Um I think maybe in the States it's just Rose Gold or something like that. So uh, so yeah, so basically depending on where your edition comes from, it might have a different title. Um, but it is basically about a young woman whose mother um, made her sick when she was a child. She, her mom had that condition. Condition? 
Um, I'm still yeah, here. <laughs> like, like Munchausen. Oh, Munchausen oh, syndrome. Yeah. Is yeah. it by proxy when you're making someone else sick? I, yeah, I think yeah. that's, yeah. I should have fact-checked that. Um, her mum has that condition that parents sometimes have where they make their kids sick for, for the attention that it gets them. Uh, yeah. Basically. Um, and her mum goes to prison for that. Um, rightly so. Um, but then when her mum comes out of prison, the narrator is like, yeah, I want a relationship with her. And you're like, no, you don't. No. <laughs> um, but so it's first person narration, but sometimes from the daughter's perspective, sometimes from the mum's perspective. Okay. I like when they swap like that. It is, yeah. it, it's, it gives a whole new dynamic, I think. Yeah, I think it creates something like really conversational in, mm. the, in the narration, which is nice. Um, I also particularly like it because you don't get one weird woman, you get two. I mean, two for the price of one. <laughs> you know, well, if that doesn't make a book better, then I don't know what does. Illustrations. <laughs> That's true. They could have illustrated some of the issues. But um, so, yeah, the recovery of Rose Gold, um, hugely entertaining. Not all that long between four and five hundred pages I would say but I might be overshooting it slightly um because I did have to get the hardback of that um did that hurt you Charlie it really did like it's they're huge and I can't read them in the bath and that's when I do my (laughs) best reading (laughs) that's really what the issue is with hardback (laughs) I'm not gonna lie and like before lockdown my issue with hardback books is that it's really hard to just chuck one in your backpack and just have it yeah um so yeah so it might be that the hardback comes in it slightly shorter um at a slightly shorter shorter page count but it's really entertaining um there's a really interesting set of characters the mum and the daughter have like a hugely disturbing dynamic um and like you're always rooting for the daughter because of what happened to her when she was a kid but at the same time it's pretty obvious that like what happened to her when she was a kid is like really really effed her up mm-hmm. like understandably so obviously um yeah. but yeah there's a lot in that book that makes it a really interesting psychological read and i guess i guess it's a psychological thriller um if you had to put it into a genre but if you have to like, like force it into one of yeah. those square holes <laughs> yeah. um it is like there's no doubt about like the psychological element of it it doesn't feel very thrillery um which is why i'm like hesitant to use that word but it was wicked entertaining and i would absolutely recommend it um i've also heard that the audiobook is pretty well narrated as well oh, okay so if you so are audiobooks you think yeah you are more into audiobooks um, that is also an option. Um, and my last diverse recommendation um, <laughs> is a book called Venus Envy by Rita Mae Brown. Okay. Funny story. So when I was buying Lanny by Max Porter, I didn't yet have Amazon Prime, which is something that I invested in during lockdown because I wanted books quicker. But um, how have you survived without it? I'm just. It, I think it's really nice when you get like a waterfall of deliveries in the post. So I never minded having to wait for stuff because usually by the time it came through, I would have forgotten that I'd ordered it yeah, and then okay. it's like a little present to myself. It's always nice. Um, but throughout lockdown my my impatience increased um so i got prime um 
So Lanny was below the threshold for free delivery on Amazon. Right. And I thought if I'm going to have to pay like five pounds for delivery or whatever it would have been, I can't even remember, then I may as well just buy a second book. Yeah. Um, and Makes then sense. and then get free delivery. Um, I know it's false economy because it still would have been cheaper, but whatever. I'm not. Do you know? I'm not even going to get into. <laughs> not even going to get into the to the economics of it. Um, so I bought Venus Envy because it popped up as like a here's something that you might like, mm. and the the strap line for it, whatever it was, I can't even remember now. But the strap line really caught my interest, and I thought, oh, do you know what? Like it sounds fun and it's also really different to the sorts of things that I would normally read and here's why so the premise of Venus Envy is that at the start of the book the main character is in hospital and she is told that she's about to die starting nice and easy okay it, it was a real real easygoing beginning to any book yeah. Uh, she, so yeah so she's told that she's um it's not like in the next 30 minutes, but it's certainly like in the next few days. Um, the book is like, I don't know, may, oh God, we're in 2020, aren't we? So yeah, maybe, New decade. maybe getting on for 40 years old. I think it's, I think it's based in the eighties. Oh, okay. Um, and the character is from, I don't know, some spot in America. Uh, where people where people aren't openly gay um, because it's just not okay for them to be. Um, so the main character is told that she's that she's about to die. Um, so she writes letters to everyone in her life, um, oh. and basically <laughs> you go oh. But what she actually does is like tells them all of the horribly honest stuff that she would never say to them in person. Okay, that's less R. <laughs> because she doesn't think that she's going to be held in. And like, don't get me wrong, some of the letters are genuine. Like, you've always really loved me, and even though I've never said it, I've always really loved you. You've been a great whatever to me over the years. Some of the letters are less sentimental, more brutally honest. <laughs> um, but across these letters, she comes out oh. and 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 says like, like, you know, like we've never talked about it, but I am a gay woman, and I and I want people to know that I was a gay woman if I'm not going to be here to tell them myself. So she writes these letters, and then the morning after she stayed up late to write these letters, her doctor comes in and says, so there was a mix up with your test results. Oh no. <laughs> and you're not gonna die. Hey. And she's like, oh, well I might because, <laughs> because those letters look to have gone. And, and when she's like, I left a stack of letters here that are now gone, someone it can't be the doctor maybe one of the nurses it's like, oh yeah, they were collected up with our morning post and like, and that's it and, and the letters are out in public and everyone know everyone knows what she actually thinks of them oh no um and people know that people know that she's gay um there is uh, do you know like it is a comedy in some aspects um but in many in many ways like it's a bolt down this table sort of novel mm. um, because things happen to her that you're like that is off the scale dreadful and it is horrendous that people were and are treated like that because of their sexual preferences mm. um 
so there is also a lot of serious stuff in the book. Um, there's also this really weird fascination that she has um, with a portrait, because I think she's an art dealer, um, and it's a portrait that she has in her gallery of like the Greek gods and some Greek figures, hence Venus Envy. There's also like a Penis Envy tie-in, which is um, really you know, interesting. That's it. <laughs> um, so yeah, so there's a lot of like gentle comedy, um, but also a lot of issues being discussed. Um, it's also really interesting slash sad to see how her family dynamic shifts mm. um, because of these letters and because of what people in her family now know because of what was in these letters. Um, but yeah, Venus Envy by Rita Mae Brown, it's hugely entertaining. Um, I think oh, Rita Mae Brown also wrote like a she wrote a canonical LGBT novel that I now can't remember the title of. I'm pretty sure it was something about a fruit. <laughs> a fruit? Yeah. Um, I, so, oh, God, that's really going to irritate me. Hang on. Oh, here we go. This is... <laughs> Let me get my phone. Um, <laughs> Rita May Brown. Although, if you're on a laptop, you could just bring up the separate tab. I know, but I worry, I worry like whether people will see that. Okay, fair point. That is a very good point, actually. Because I don't understand Zoom. <laughs> Rita Mae Brown f Fruit. <laughs> right, Ruby Fruit Jungle. Right, okay. So okay. <laughs> so, so that's the novel that she's really, really well... That novel that I couldn't remember the name of, that's the one that she's really well known for. Um, <laughs> but I do have it. It's on my Kindle to read. That's even worse. I'm right. I honestly don't know the worst. Um, but, but yeah, Venus Envy is, was hugely entertaining. Um, really easy read. Again, maybe around the 400 page mark. So also not, not that lengthy either. Um, and yeah, and I enjoyed it sincerely and would absolutely recommend it. Um, if you want something that's simultaneously light-hearted and will make you want to flip a table. Simultaneous uh, happiness and flipping of tables. Yeah, I mean, you can't get much better. and flipping. <laughs> <laughs> flipping egg. Oh! Oh, God. Dad jokes to return. Uh, hey, it's lockdown, okay? We're in a pandemic. Yeah, Sounds like the world's on its rear. If I want to make a dad joke, I'm gonna make it. a dad joke. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that's all of my recommended reading from lockdown to date. I'm also like low-key falling in love with Mary Oliver and everything that she's ever written, but I'm gonna okay. sit on that for next time. You're gonna let it cook in the oven for a bit. Yeah. I'm gonna read the the two poetry collections I have of hers to read. And then we're going to talk about all four of them at once. Brace for impact, folks. Yeah. <laughs> That's for next time. That's for the next time. For now, I think the five books that we've recommended, plus the yes. three from local <laughs> authors. I totally had to do a check and I was like, five, oh yeah. What did I say? <laughs> what, uh, who knows? What are words? What is time? That is my philosophy oh my god don't even um <laughs> time if ever if ever time was an abstract concept it is now <laughs> however many months into a pandemic um so yeah time doesn't even exist anymore it's just something that people throw around no, uh, it's just ticking numbers it's like a ticking clock you know it's a noise a watch makes yes you're right that's exactly what time is <laughs> <laughs>
absolutely that. <laughs> um, so I think that's everything book-wise. Mm-hmm, I reckon so. Which means it's time for social media. Uh-oh. Okay. Yeah, I'll do it. It's fine. No, I've no, no. volunteered for it. I'm sit, sit on my laurels and finish my tea while you do that. Thanks, Charlie. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, within this um, very organised office, uh, um, people on Spotify won't have known people that I just shook my head, but I think they could. Start, does she just start sticking? <laughs> No, that's the brain cogs going. Um, no, no, that thing's turning over, that's fair. Um, I know in here somewhere I have my notebook with them all written down so I could cheat, but I don't know where that notebook is, so I'll make myself look like a complete dipstick, and I've done enough of that today. <laughs> don't know what you mean, Dan. No, I don't know what you mean, Dan. No, I don't either. It's not like I had technical issues at the start of this. Um, and also <laughs> Although I did turn up 15 minutes late for something that was happening in my own home. <laughs> oh God, that's a new one now you've said it like that right. <laughs> literally listeners and viewers had to message down at quarter to 11 and be like i'm really sorry i know that we were meant to be meeting at 11 but can we make it quarter past because i decided to shave my head and i'm running late well i mean that's as good as reason as any <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean you wouldn't you, you really can't rush something like that you know it's <laughs> dangerous i should know <laughs> um is Ree still doing yours yeah. She's such a good hairdresser. She missed her calling. Mm. I, th- I think so. Um, she's going to be like my personal barber now. Um, yeah. And also, I get scared of going into barbers anyway. So yeah, <laughs> that's before lockdown. I was scared before, so no. <laughs> no, I'm terrified. Like, uh, no, I really don't want to be touched by a stranger. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, right. Social, social media. How many channels do we have? No, I'm joking. Like a Mr. Miyagi hand thing that you just did. <laughs> uh, oh god, that's creepy. Um, you need to so, like, do like a wax on motion and have like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> I realise I look very sassy and cam doing this. You actually um, do. <laughs> that's the one drawback of doing a visual. <laughs> um, so on the Twitter, uh, mm-hmm. we are at tbb underscore pod think um on facebook you can search for tea books no try that again tea biscuits and books podcast get the books and the biscuits the right way around (laughs) there's one of the weirdest lines i'm ever gonna say yeah um we also have an email address uh which is tea biscuits books podcast at gmail.com well said dan yeah after the big one uh so on instagram Charlie, you made it like 40 minutes. <laughs> I did so well. Sorry, on the Instagram. On the Instagram, the complicated one, well saved. Um, and for people tuning in for the first time, there's a long running joke that every iteration of Tea Biscuits and Books podcast that I could find had already been taken for some weird reason. So the one we have had to settle with is the following. Tea, like the drink, underscore, <laughs> uh, underscore biscuits like, like the things you eat <laughs> underscore books like the things we have been talking about for the last 45 minutes yeah. underscore <laughs> podcast like the thing you're listening slash watching uh, and that's it uh, I nearly put, I nearly put the at after that I was like no that's our email <laughs> holy cow is it longer than that <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that I got mixed up with the email address of all things. So yeah, it's t underscore biscuits underscore books underscore podcast. Beautiful. What a mouthful. Uh, <laughs> don't say it. Okay, we haven't done title. Um, we <laughs> um, we haven't done tons on the Instagram, but we will both step it up. Yeah, we'll try to. Yeah, we will both step it up um, because it's nice to share pictures of tea, biscuits, and books. And podcasts. Oh, wait, hang on. Um. <laughs> I did try. I, I have started listening to some podcasts, though. So we could, we could talk about podcasts sometime yeah. or another. Yeah. Like, and actually, I have another podcast. In fact, I haven't worked it out. I have three podcasts, including this one, that I'm involved in in some way, shape, or form. I just, what the hell, Dan? I thought we had something special. I'm, I'm sorry, Charlie. As many as three? I get around. <laughs> I am... I am flummoxed. <laughs> but this one will always be my special one. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> um, I'm so glad we're doing this virtually and not round the table to be the change. <laughs> I'm going to message Ree. I'm going to be like, let's set up a podcast without Dan. That would hurt my soul. I know. <laughs> Savage. I know. Lockdown has made me a different person completely. You don't even know. Uh, I'm um, finding out. Oh my god. P.S. Have you eaten any good biscuits during lockdown apart from hobnobs? I mean, that's all you need, isn't it? No. You need to. <laughs> I'm trying cool. to think if I've eaten any really good biscuits during lockdown. Custard creams? I'm giving yeah, you this one. Like standard. Yeah. I think we've had cookies. Having, okay. Yeah, cookies are nice. And actually, um, I did have, what did I have? I, I can't remember the name of them, but they're like, they've got chocolate on the top. It's like two squares and the chocolate bit is slightly bigger than the biscuit bit. I think okay. it's made by Lotus, but I can't remember. Oh my God, I know what you mean. Yeah, you know yeah. the ones I mean. Yeah. So yeah, I had um, one of them the other week. Um, so that's... That's probably my my next favourite biscuit. Also, side note, I just got distracted because I'm in my home office. I'm also next to plants, like this one. Um, and I think a, a mini fly has literally just landed on my laptop um, that had come off the plant. So I'm now watching this laptop thinking, if you go across my webcam, people are going to get even more freaked out. <laughs> Amazing. Um, also, nice to see a plant. Yes, I have several actually. I've got, I haven't even got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I've got nine in here, I think, by my dodgy count. The lavender plant that I have had is sadly looking very worse for wear. Um, so I might have to give that a Viking funeral. Mm. At times. But we also have a dozen cacti dotted around as well. Yeah, of course you do. I would be more surprised if you didn't. Mm. Oh, actually, tell a lie, for my birthday, I'm getting late birthday vlogs here, I got a Grow Your Own plant set as well, Grow oh, Your Own Black Dragon cute. set, which actually needs some watering, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I keep looking over there, people won't know that I'm looking at my windowsill, but there's a whole army of plants on my windowsill. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I, I still have sunflowers on the go, but they're outside and it's too far. Too far and then you to go outside. I don't want to do like a shaky cam where I carry people outside into my garden. Maybe next time. That's sensible. I I literally don't want to move my laptop because the internet in here can be hit and miss, to say yeah. the least. So if I move this laptop, odds <laughs> are it's going to break again. 
Yeah, I'm very relieved that it hasn't come up with like a you have an unstable connection because I'd have been like, <laughs> Christ, of course I do. Um, <laughs> so, given that we've ran at this for nearly an hour without anyone's laptop crashing or without my internet connection popping up with something to tell me that I'm unstable, I'm like, it's not a newsflash. Um, <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. I was thinking it. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> like, That's just where I live now. Um, <laughs> Um, I think we're done. I think I reckon so. I, it feels like we've pulled off our first virtual TBB. Woohoo! And first of many, bar, and bar my issues, um, of which there are many, uh, we made it through to the end without completely breaking the universe yeah. even more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <that's fair. laughs> um, so we're going to bang this recording on to YouTube so people can see the facial expressions that we make when we're talking about books. Damn. Oh, sorry. I forgot the camera stuff. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we will bang this on YouTube, and Dan is going to do some sort of freaking hoodoo magic where he extracts the audio from it. Um, he's like, just send it me and I'll extract the audio and bang it on Anchor. I'm like, mate, rather you than me, because I'm just going <laughs> to chill, chill with the brew once this is over. Um, but yeah, so it will go up on our usual podcast channel. Um, but so we'll share links to both of those things through all of the social medias and um, depending on how you want to interact with us um and <clears throat> we will post details of the next one whenever that is <laughs> yeah um so we will <laughs> compare the diaries that we don't use um and <laughs> good don't even get me started what is done um we'll compare the diaries that we don't use and um we will announce a date for the next time that we're gonna do this Sounds good. Beautiful. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you for coming to hang out with me, Dan. That's okay. I had nothing better to do. Joking. Joking. Yeah, I swear to God. <laughs> hey, you said you were going to set up a podcast without me. You have four other, three other, how many podcasts do you have? I can't three. even remember what you said. Three other podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> You're Jackie. really fun. honestly, don't even WhatsApp me. Uh, um, yeah, thank you for listening slash viewing everyone and um, hit us up with your lockdown recommendations. Yes, it would be cool do. to know what other people have been reading for the past five months. Um, so yeah, get in touch and take really good care of yourselves. Mm, stay safe, everybody. Um, hashtag wear a mask. Yes. Also, you're just going go, go to get that in there. Wear a mask. Stay in your own goddamn personal space. Um, <laughs> don't ask people to get closer if they're not ready to get closer or don't assume that people are ready to get closer because not everyone is um so yeah just be kind to each other and wear masks basically could not have said that better myself covid plug over with maybe we need to do one of those at the end of the next one <laughs> oh god no one can see our faces we just made very skeptical expressions yeah <laughs> i keep forgetting that yeah, i keep forgetting that it's terrible <laughs> Um, so yeah, this has been beautiful and we'll see you guys soon. See you soon, folks. Bye, everyone. Bye.